Hi, and welcome to my podcast. On this episode, I'll be discussing briefly the topic of Thanksgiving. Thanks for tuning in. It's the day before Thanksgiving here, and as we're all aware, Thanksgiving is one of the top three most problematic holidays, whether ranked by historical origin, unpleasant foodways, family involvement, or travel. I personally will make no excuses for how I feel about Thanksgiving. In my opinion, it's far and away the best holiday about convincing other people to bury fish. That said, it is that time of year to reflect on what we're thankful for. We're told that this sort of reflection is useful and salutary. I'll admit to being improperly formed, so it's not actually clear to me at what level of critical distance the actual healthy activity is supposed to be performed. In one sense, yes, I'm thankful. And in another sense, I'm being encouraged to think about what I'm already thankful for. Perhaps things I'm unconsciously thankful for. I think it's also probably in the same spirit to consider whether there are some things that I don't actually feel thankful for that perhaps I should. When we hit this level, and when we're going around the table struggling to think of something to say we're thankful for, I think we're on the verge of some real introspection. We're all holding hands and the turkey is getting cold, and we're trying to think of good things in our lives and whether we actually feel grateful for them, or if we just believe that we should feel that way. And it's almost my turn, and I'm maybe just saying that I'm grateful for this thing that's just occurred to me, or maybe my backup thing in case someone else picks my main thing. Maybe just saying that I'm grateful for it is the same thing as being grateful. When the moment passes, we can start worrying about how we're going to lie convincingly about the turkey not being dry. But if we come back to it, we might find ourselves wondering about the concept of gratitude or thankfulness and what the point of expressing it was. I'm pretty sure this is where thinking about what we're grateful for stops being good for you and starts being either a waste of time or actively bad for you, uh, which is to say clearly good podcast material. First thought, from the perspective of a person who occasionally gets thanked for stuff, uh, thanks, I hate it. I mean, right away, it's like the worst sort of compliment. I hate getting compliments too, but at least for compliments, you can kind of mumble a quick, thanks, I appreciate it. But when someone sincerely thanks you, what have you got to say for yourself? You can't turn around and thank them for thanking you. Uh, So you're welcome or no problem. Uh, These are all bad options for reasons I hope feel obvious to you. My feeling on getting thanked is, I mean, sure, it's sort of nice to be acknowledged, but also, and here we're going to go down the rabbit hole, let's consider the rare occasion of my doing some sort of thing that needed doing or that I was obligated to do. And let's say that I don't get thanked. In that situation, if I get irritated or angry because I did this totally necessary thing and nobody thanked me, I mean, that's on me. That's a failing on my part. So from that perspective, if you're thanking me, are you doing it just to keep me from feeling indignant about not being thanked for doing something I was supposed to do anyway? I don't need that. Along these same lines, let's say I did something more gratuitous or unnecessary, say helping an old lady across the street, which I love is the paradigmatic good deed for children. How did this idea even get started? Well, I thought about it for five minutes, and I'm now prepared to say that the modern ideal can be traced all the way back to the Greek myths where we find Jason in a bit of a preamble to the adventure of the Golden Fleece, on his way to Iolcus, where, on the banks of the wintry torrent of the river Anaris, he encountered a withered crone, whom he bore on his back across the cold stream. 
She turned out to be heavier than he expected, and clearly this isn't even close to top 10 most problematic myths, but it's getting there. Uh, And he ended up losing a sandal in the stream, which resulted in the fulfillment of a prophecy kicking off a whole bunch of other action. That crone, of course, was Juno in disguise, and he thereby earned her favor. Anyway, did Juno say thanks? No. According to the story, with helpless seeming and with piteous strain, I proved his feeling heart, nor proved in vain. He bowed his shoulders to my weight and bore safe, though the deluge and the torrent's roar. O deed humane recorded in my mind, no common recompense it claims to find. It all ended badly in the end, of course. Uh, Young men have since that time been helping old ladies through traffic or whatever. Anyway, let's say that I did something like that. Were I to be doing that with the expectation that I'll be thanked, or that every crone I see might be a divinity in disguise who will later convince Venus to make a sorceress fall in love with me, uh, and ultimately ensure that my life ends in a bloody tragedy... Uh, If those were my motives, it's not really a good deed, now is it? And if I were to later feel angry that the crone turned out to be just a crone, and I lost my sandal for nothing, uh, that kind of undoes the good deed. So, no need to thank me. Second, a couple of thoughts on givenness, which is this concept I've seen swirling about in a few places lately and one of the pincers of a paradox that I'm working on. So occasionally you'll find someone, usually a Catholic, arguing that we, um, here the pejorative we, have lost the ability to consider the world in the proper sense, that there's some bare fact about the world, usually unpleasant, that we're in denial about, or attempting to overcome or change, and that we shouldn't be, and that the reason is the givenness of that thing. I'll here admit that I've almost never read givenness to refer to a gift in this context, I read givenness like it's straight out of my geometry textbook. So of course, yes, if you've decided that something is given, we just have to accept it. After all, if you don't accept the given line segment, how are you going to construct an equilateral triangle that has the segment as one of its sides? And I don't know, we don't spend the first part of our proofs showing the proper amount of respect for what's been given, although maybe that's one of those Pythagorean mysteries I haven't been fully initiated into yet. Still, for me, it's been a bit difficult to untangle this mentally, I mean, stuff that is a gift from stuff that's merely a given. And here, I'll be uh, honest again, there's something about a gift that means that it can never be fully your own. There's this residue of obligation that attaches to gifts that I'm not always thrilled about. I mean, there's that sweater in all of our drawers that we can't get rid of, even though it's ours. And we're really free to do with it what we want, but because someone gave it to us, we can't quite dispose of it as we will. Uh, That duty is on the executor of our estate. We can't ever really fully possess the gift, because to do so is somehow ungrateful. Finally, and here I really must apologize for the excessive length of this podcast, Uh, there's one form of thinking that I'm 100% in favor of, and it's the lesson that I learned when I was a Cub Scout and wanted to get my whittling chip, which would entitle me to carry a pocket knife. Here it is. Uh, When you're passing a pocket knife, a hatchet, or really anything dangerous to someone else, the person receiving it, once they've got a good grip on it, has the responsibility to say thank you. And you, the Cub Scout passing it, should not let go of the thing until they do say thank you, even if they try to pull it away from you. We practiced this for what felt like an hour, just handing things back and forth and saying thank you and not saying thank you and working out the, the details of when to let go and when not to let go. And it stuck with me for 30 years or more. This is a great safety rule for me, and frankly, it's the best use of thank you that I can imagine. Uh, 
It turns a weird social gratitude, ingratitude thing into something so pure, so perfect. When you've got a good grip on the thing being handed to you, you say thank you, and that's when the giver can let go of it. They're not responsible for it anymore, even if you hurt yourself with it later. So uh, if you feel like you need to thank me for something, that's the spirit I'm going to try to take it in from now on. Well, that about does it for this episode of my podcast. Thanks for tuning in and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.